Hello and welcome to Spectology, the science fiction book club podcast. I'm your host, Adrian. Today I'm doing just a very short bonus episode. You know, we're a science fiction book club podcast, so we tend to read books and then talk about them over the course of two episodes. You know, we normally release our episodes on Tuesdays. Uh, However, this week I was talking to a couple of folks and I realized a lot of people don't know how to nominate and vote in the Hugo Award process and don't know that they can even and that anybody can. Um, So I wanted to record this really short episode. It's just me because I just wanted to get it out there. I'm literally going to record it and post it in the next hour about how you can vote in the Hugo Awards this year. Uh, The nominating deadline has already passed, uh, but also that will allow you to nominate next year and um, why you might want to. Uh, So the Hugo Awards are the probably largest science fiction publishing awards. Uh, I think they tend to get the most amount of press both in and outside of the science fiction sort of like world, you know, this kind of little insular world that we live in. Uh, And they tend to be a pretty big deal, especially for something like Best Novel, which will get a lot of more sales, uh, the book that wins Best Novel will, um, and it tends to really help the careers of the people who win. Uh, There are also categories that aren't technically Hugos, uh, like the Campbell Award for Best New Writer, where again, it will really help out uh, the folks who win and are nominated, even just nominated for those awards. Uh, it, it tends to be like a check mark on their career and, uh, and really help out these new writers. So, uh, you know, they're important from both a publishing point of view, as well as a lot of readers, you know, myself included, will use them and see like, oh, this thing won a Hugo, like the story won a Hugo, this, you know, author was nominated for one, maybe I'll pick it up. It's a, it's a sign of, you know, if not quality, at least that like other people liked it. Because the thing about the Hugos is that they are fan nominated and fan voted on, um, Anyone can get a membership in this year's Worldcon, whatever year it is, and vote on the Hugos. You don't need to be uh, an industry professional. You don't need to know a particularly a lot about science fiction. You just need to count yourself a fan and to, sadly, buy a membership. Um, the memberships are relatively cheap. Uh, we'll get into exactly what it takes to buy a membership and how to do that in a moment. But, you know, it is a thing that, like, anyone can do. And, uh, you know, what might be kind of surprising is uh, not a lot of people actually nominate and vote <laughs> on the Hugos. I think last year, uh, the most nominated um, category was the category for best novel. Uh, that usually tends to be the most nominated category. That's the thing that most people do is read novels at this point. And, you know, it had, I think, under 1,500 nominations. There were under 1,500 people who, like, nominated books for best new novel. Uh, for smaller categories, such as the category that Spectology is eligible in for best fan cast, you know, maybe 400, maybe 500, some of the like really small categories, maybe 200 people send in nomination ballots. Uh, so for best fan cast, for instance, it only takes about 50 uh, nominations, 50 people to nominate you and you will make it to the to the six, you know, the short list that eventually people will vote on. Where people tend to vote, that tends to be in the thousands of people voting. Although again, people don't vote on every category. So more, some categories get more votes and some categories get less votes. So, you know, the process is one that is supposed to really like reflect the state of the science fiction fan community, but unfortunately, you know, not a whole lot of people like know how to vote on it. And I feel like it's really not very accessible. And it's, 
you know, it, it's not very accessible in that like most people don't know how to do it, not in that it's hard. Uh, or not in that, like, you shouldn't be doing it. And I feel that, like, anyone who listens to this podcast honestly has probably enough information on, like, at least voting in some of these categories and nominating in some of these categories. And I think that it's worth doing um, because they are a, you know, they are meant to be the fan award. Like, that, that is their design goal. Like, their goal is to get a lot of people to nominate and vote on these awards and for them to be, like, the fan award. Uh, and I think the truth is that the like the definition of fan for the Hugo, just based on who actually does the nominating in particular, uh, you know, less of the voting, but definitely the nominating is people who tend to work in or close to the industry. Like not a lot of pure fans actually vote and nominate in the Hugos. And I think that more people should. Uh, so I wanted to highlight how to do that. Uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a plea of like why you might give a shit, why you might want to do it in the first place, uh, why you might want to spend 50 bucks on doing it. Um, because that is what it will cost. So this year, uh, Worldcon, which is the overall organization as well as the name of the convention that runs the Hugos, it happens in a different city each year. This year it is happening in New Zealand, so you're probably not going to go. And that's okay uh, because there is easy to purchase a what is called a sustaining membership. And uh, the sustaining membership is really the membership that is designed for like you're not going to go to Worldcon, but you want to vote in the Hugos. That's specifically its design goal. That's why it's there. Um, if you go to members.conzealand.nz, uh, I'll have links to all of this in the show notes, but that's C-O-N-Z-E-A-L-A-N-D. So members.conzealand.nz. Go to that webpage. Uh, there's a link that says purchase membership. You just click on the link. Uh, you go to the supporting membership and you buy that. It is $75 New Zealand. So that's New Zealand dollars. At the current exchange rate, that's almost exactly $50. Uh, that tends to be more or less what a supporting membership will cost in US dollars. Uh, I haven't checked what it is in Great British Pounds or anything like that. I mean, you should check at the time that you purchase if you decide to do that. At this point, what that membership will allow you to do... So currently, nominations are open for the Hugos. And what happens for, during nominations is you get a packet that is blank... And you get to write in for each of the different categories, best novel, best new writer, best fan cast, you know, best dramatic presentation, both short form and long form. So that's for movies versus like TV show episodes or maybe short films uh, for best editors, for best semi pro zines and fanzines, fan writers. There's a bunch of like artists. There's a bunch of categories in the Hugos uh, for each of those. You can write in a number of like, I think it's five, actually. That's it. It's five. And it's these are the folks that I liked in this category. So these are the five novels this year that I think deserve getting into this category. Or these are the five like artists who do science fiction art that I really like. You know, Noah Bradley, the artist who's like, you know, very kindly given us art to use. He is a professional artist. He works like making art for stuff like Magic the Gathering or book covers. And, you know, so he is an artist who is eligible to be nominated. Um, and you write in these people and send it off. And the Hugo's committee takes all of them, puts them in a big spreadsheet and sees how many people were nominated in each category. And you know, there's a couple of ways that they like might weight things, but essentially... Uh, they take that long list of everyone in each category, they eliminate anyone who's not actually eligible in that category, and then the top six nomination getters 
get through to the short list. Um, and then when voting comes, you vote just on those six people. Um, so the number of nominations it takes uh, varies in each category. It varies year to year based on the number of people nominating. Like I said, nominations are cut off for this year. So if you buy a membership, you can't actually nominate this year. Although any membership you buy at the Hugos, this is always the case, lets you nominate and vote in the current year as well as nominate in the next year. So if you buy a membership now, you'll be able to vote in this year's Hugos as well as nominate in the 2021 Hugos. Uh, so buying it now isn't like, oh, you can never nominate or anything. It actually lets you both engage in this and next year's Hugo Awards. So once voting comes around, what will happen is if you have bought a membership this year, uh, you know, spent that $50, you will get an e-packet uh, at the email that you sign up with that will include both the voting ballot so this will be a ballot where it has actually like the the list of uh so there will be six people in each category usually sometimes like a category might not end up getting to the full six but the idea is that you get six uh people to vote on in each category as well as a seventh no award and then what happens is it's rate ranked choice voting so you rank like this is my first choice second choice third choice fourth choice fifth choice sixth choice and you know seventh choice and no aware award can be ranked anywhere within there uh, and then there's an algorithm on the back end that is not as simple as taking like oh the most number of people voted for this person and so they win um but there it's a ranked choice voting algorithm um you can read about it on the hugo website so if you uh, just Google like Hugo's ranked choice voting. There will be a bunch of different explanations for how it works. I don't want to get too deep into it right now. So yeah, so that's how voting works. The other thing you get in addition to the ballot is an e-packet with everything that got nominated. So this is something that I feel like people don't talk about. And I think it's unfortunate because publishers don't want people... Uh, buying a membership in Worldcon just to get all this content and not actually like buying it. But then it does mean that because of that, people don't talk about all the benefits of buying a membership in Worldcon. Like you spend this $50, but you end up getting a packet that has usually all of the short stories and novellas and uh, novelettes that are nominated. Uh, so you will get, you know, six of each of those, as well as excerpts, at least from all of the novels. Sometimes you'll even get like the full ebook of the novels that are nominated. Different publishing houses like do this different ways. There was a long time there where the packet would just include all of the novels that are nominated for Best Hugo. It's not quite that anymore, but you'll, you'll get some just novels for free. I mean, free, but you spent $50. But uh, and this is designed specifically, in addition, you'll get art, you'll get examples, you know, you'll get MP3s of different um, podcasts or fan casts, you'll get links to different videos that might be available. Uh, you get a lot of content that is designed to help you like make an informed decision. And this is part of what I mean when I say like, you don't need to know that much to be eligible to vote. Like it is okay to simply nominate the things you read this year and liked even if you don't include a full ballot everywhere and then vote based on the voter packet that you get. Like that is the idea of this voter packet is that you get to read these short stories. You get them available to you because you're a voter. Uh, you get to read these novels or at least excerpts of these novels and vote on them. You get to look at the work, uh, you know, the listing of like what the different editors edited this year and like make an informed decision based on, you know, this listing that you're given of like who deserves the Hugo Award. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, this stuff is really cool. Like I said, I think that a lot of people don't realize that the Hugo Awards, like, exist as this thing that any person who likes science fiction can vote on. Um, I, you know, see especially in uh, categories like fan cast, which Spectology is eligible for, uh, the same people getting, like, nominated kind of year and year again. And it's not that they don't deserve to be nominated, but I think a lot of it does just come down to it's like they have more industry insidery type of audiences. And so those audiences know then, like, vote each year on the Hugos, but, like, a broader audience doesn't. So what I wanted to do with this episode is just, like, hopefully demystify some of this, like make a case for why you might want to spend the $50 and vote in the Hugos. I think it's worth doing. I think the Hugos are a more um, representative award when more people are nominating and voting. Uh, I think it is like healthy for the Hugos for a bunch of people to vote, even if they are not the industry insiders who like go to each Worldcon. Um, like it's a, it's a fan award. It's a fan convention. Like it is meant for us. Right. Like it is meant for anyone who likes science fiction to be able to vote on. And, you know, you should consider buying a membership in Con Zealand. It also helps support the Hugos. I mean, like this is a really big undertaking by a lot of people to like run these awards well. And it means a lot to the authors and the editors. Uh, you know, it's like some of the only times like editors are available for awards, even though they do so much work behind the scene to like make the science fiction publishing world exist. Uh, you know, I mean, if you if you listen to uh, Matt's interview with Stanley Chan, like he talked about how important his editor was in the process of getting Waste Tide published here in America. Like without without these people, like science fiction as a concept doesn't exist in America, especially, you know, written science fiction. So, you know, it's important to highlight these people. People have been doing a lot of really good work over the years. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's really cool. I think you should consider... Um, buying a membership and voting this year and nominating next year. Unfortunately, you can't nominate this year unless you already had a membership. If you do already have a membership and haven't nominated yet, I would like throw Spectology's hat into the ring. I think what we do is really cool work and it is very non-professional, <laughs> uh, which means that we're eligible in the fan cast category. And, you know, whether it's this year, or next year or whatever, like I, I'd love to get that vote. But, you know, more important to me than that is that like I'd love for you, the listener, you know, the like four to 500 people who listen to our episodes to consider like buying the supporting membership at, uh, you know, members.conzeenland.net new z and like nominating and voting in the hugos i think i think it's worth doing and um hopefully this makes it a little bit easier so you understand that you can how you can and that they make it really easy once you like know what the process is um yeah so that's my kind of plea uh best of luck i know this is kind of like a weird episode dropped on a thursday and everything uh we'll be back at you next week with a regular um post read of arcady martin's a memory called empire uh, we have a couple other guests and, you know, episodes already recorded coming out of new books. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we'll see you next time. As always, thanks to WJ for our music. Noah Bradley at noahbradley.com, who is eligible for the, you know, artist Hugo uh, for our artwork. 
Um, you know, you can find us at Spectology Pod on Twitter. That's actually why this episode exists because I was talking about this with some, even other podcasters who didn't know that they're eligible to vote in the Hugos and how to do it. Um, yeah, and so you know, just wanted to make this little thing. Uh, hope you find it useful, and if not, you know, delete it and listen to us next Tuesday when we discuss a memory called Empire by Arkady Martin. All right, thanks everyone. Bye. <laughs>